Chapter Seventeen of the Sorcery Club by Elliot O'Donnell. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Don W. Jenkins. Chapter Seventeen: The Course of True Love. What's to be done with Matt? Hamar asked Curtis soon after the interview just recorded. He's as sweet on Rosensburg as he can be, and says if I dismiss her, he'll go too. "'Then don't dismiss her,' Curtis replied. "'Leave them both alone. That's my tip. "'I don't believe Matt's such a fool as to fall in love, "'and I'm quite sure the girl isn't. "'Why, she went to the Tivoli with me two nights ago, "'and to the Empire with another fellow the night before that. "'It isn't in her to stick to one, "'and she would go with anyone who would treat her. "'Don't worry your head over that. "'Matt may say, "'How about Leon and Gladys Martin?' so he might but there's no danger there the girl is deuced pretty splendid eyes hair teeth hands and all that sort of thing and i've set my heart on a bit of canoodling with her but as for love well it's not in my programme still stranger things have happened curtis said anyhow i guess you're both mad and that i'm the only sane one give me a ten-course dinner at the savoy and you may have all the women in london i don't go a cent on them to revert to kelson from the hour he had first seen lilian rosenberg he had become more and more deeply enamoured in the hope of meeting her he had hung about the halls and passages of the building had never missed an opportunity of speaking to her of feasting himself upon the elfish beauty of her face of squeezing her hand and of telling her how much he admired her you really mustn't she said mr hamar has given me strict orders to attend to nothing but my work oh damn hamar kelson replied if i choose to talk to you it's no business of his you've not treated me well i got you the post and it is i you should go out with not hamar and in the quiet nooks and corners perched on window-sill with one eye kept warily on the guard for fear of interruptions he told her his history all about himself from the day of his birth told her about his parents his childhood his school-days his hobbies and cranks his indiscretions extravagancies his carousals debts flirtations with just an excusable amount of exaggeration he even went so far as to speak of a chronic rheumatism of a twinge of hereditary gout and of a slightly hectic cough with which he suddenly remembered he had at one time been troubled don't you think lillian rosenberg said with mock earnestness you are somewhat rash have you forgotten that no woman can keep a secret and you are not telling me one secret but many supposing in a fit of thoughtlessness or absent-mindedness i were to divulge them i should never forgive myself would it distress you so much of course it would i should be miserable she laughed and kelson unable to restrain himself seized her hands and smothered them with kisses your fingers would look well covered with rings he said i will give you some and you shall come with me and choose only on no account tell hamar and he kissed her not on the hands this time but the lips hamar saw him he watched him from behind the angle of the passage wall but he said nothing at least nothing to kelson it was to lilian rosenberg he spoke it's really not my fault she said i don't encourage him and if you take my advice you will not interfere 
for i am sure at present he means nothing serious he is the sort of man who imagines himself in love with every one he meets if you prevent him seeing me you may actually bring about the results you are most anxious to avoid i'll risk that hamar said and i absolutely forbid you doing more than merely saying good morning to him it is either that or you must go well of course i will do as you wish lillian said i don't care a snap for him and after all you ought to know your own business best it is only natural that you should want him to marry someone who can bring money into the firm i don't want him to marry at all or anyhow not yet however there is no necessity to discuss that point we have definitely settled the line you are to adopt and that is all i wanted to speak to you about when next you feel inclined to flirt come to me and you shall have kisses as well as rings it was shortly after this tete-a-tete that lillian rosenberg was interrupted in her work by a rap at the door come in she said and a young man entered i believe a clerk is wanted here he explained i've come to apply for the situation can i see mr hamar i'm afraid he is out there is no one in at present lillian rosenberg replied eyeing the stranger critically if you like to wait a while you may do so sit down she signalled to him to take a chair and went on typing for some minutes the silence was unbroken save for the tapping of fingers and the clicking of the machine then she looked up and their eyes met it is not pleasant to be out of work he said have you ever experienced it once or twice she said and i never wish to again you don't look as if you were much used to office work no i'm an artist but times are hard with us the present government has driven all the money out of the country and no one buys pictures now so i'm forced to turn my hand to something else i love pictures my father was an artist then we have something in common the young man said would you like to see my work i love showing it to people who understand something about painting and are not afraid to criticize i should like to see it immensely though i don't presume to criticize may i inquire your name the young man asked eagerly mine is shiel davenport and mine lillian rosenberg the girl said with a smile if i don't get the post may i write to you sometimes miss rosenberg and ask you to my studio i call it a studio though it's really only an attic lillian rosenberg nodded i shall be delighted to come she said i am afraid i am very unconventional there was no time for further conversation as hamar entered the room at that moment what do you want he asked curtly shield told him you're too late hamar said i've engaged someone if you'd called earlier there might have been some chance for you as you look tolerably intelligent but it's no use now so be off as shield left the room he caught lillian rosenberg looking at him and he saw that her eyes were full of sympathy the acquaintance thus begun ripened she went to see his pictures they had tea together and they spent many subsequent hours in each other's company and though shiel saw in lillian rosenberg only a rather prepossessing girl from whom after cultivating her acquaintance he was hoping to learn the inner working of the modern sorcery company limited with her it was different in shiel lillian rosenberg saw the qualities she had always been seeking the qualities she had most despaired of ever finding and which she had so often declared existed only in fiction he only interested her she argued but she forgot that interest as well as pity is akin to love and that where the former leads the latter almost invariably follows 
i don't believe you have enough to eat she said to him one day you are a perfect shadow how do you exist if you have no private means i just managed to exist and that is all shiel laughed and he spoke the truth his present state of semi-starvation having resulted from the untoward events which had happened prior to his application for the post of clerk to the modern sorcery company limited and his subsequent acquaintance with lillian rosenberg whilst john martin had been ill and he had helped at the hall in king's way he had lived well gladys had taken care he was paid not a big sum to be sure but enough to keep him but directly john martin in spite of gladys's remonstrances had resumed work shiel had been dismissed i wish i could help you john martin said to him for i really feel grateful to you for all you have done but to tell you the candid truth i can't afford to pay any salaries as you know the receipts of the hall are next to nothing but the expenses continue just the same rent gas and staff all heavy items moreover at your uncle's death many of his creditors put claims on the firm for debts debts he had incurred without either my sanction or knowledge and it has been a serious drain on me to pay them off in fact my finances are now at such a low ebb that i cannot possibly do anything for you if only the modern sorcery company could be cleared off the scenes you would i suppose feel extremely grateful to whoever cleared them off i would john martin replied with a significant chuckle even though it were someone who had not stood very high in your estimation even though it were the devil now look here mr martin shiel said trying to appear calm i will devote all my energies and all my time to your cause the overthrow of the modern sorcery company if only if only in the event of my being successful you will give me some hope of being permitted to win your daughter i promise you that hope and any other you may see fit to aspire to john martin said with a grim smile since there isn't the remotest chance of your succeeding in the task you have set yourself believe me it will take both money and wits to get the better of hamar curtis and kelson anyhow i have your permission to try i shall do my best you may do what you like john martin rejoined so long as you don't talk to me about gladys till you've redeemed your pledge that is to say till you've overthrown the modern sorcery company in the meanwhile i must ask you to abstain from seeing her i'm afraid i can't promise that can't promise that john martin cried his eyes suffusing with sudden passion can't you then damn it you must i'm not going to have my daughter throw herself away on a penniless puppy there curse it all you know what i think of you now you are a bumptious puppy and i swear you shall not come within a mile of her i shall shiel retorted drawing himself up to his full height i shall see her whenever she will permit me and since she is not at home at the present moment i shall now await her return outside the house and defy the savage old bulldog inside it leaving john martin too taken aback with astonishment to articulate a syllable shiel withdrew true to his word he waited to see gladys he paced up and down the road in front of the house from eleven o'clock in the morning when his interview with john martin had terminated till eight o'clock in the evening and was just beginning to think he would have to give up all hope of seeing her that day when she came in sight really she exclaimed after shiel had explained the situation do you mean to say you have stayed here all day of course i have shiel answered 
i told your father i would see you and i meant to stay here till i did and what good has it done you all the good in the world i shall sleep twice as well for it i'm more in love with you than you think and i mean to marry you one day my prospects at present are absolutely thames embankmentish but no matter i've hit upon a capital way of ferreting out the secrets of the modern sorcery company i shall get employed by them and he told gladys of the advertisement he had seen in the paper well i wish you all success she said but i'm afraid you upset my father dreadfully and the doctor says excitement is the very worst thing for him and may lead to another stroke you must on no account come here again until i give you leave but may i see you elsewhere if you're a wise man you'll do one thing at a time you'll discover the secret of the sorcery company first and then when i have discovered it my father may forgive you have i told you i'm going on the stage i know bromley berman and he's offered me a part at the imperial it is imperative now that i should do something to help my father if you become an actress shiel said bitterly my chances of marrying you will be indeed small not smaller than they are now gladys observed au revoir and with one of those tantalizing and perplexing smiles with which some women consciously or unconsciously counteract and sometimes perhaps for reasons best known to themselves completely nullify the needless severity of their speech shook hands with shiel and left him end of chapter seventeen read by don w jenkins rancho san diego california